0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Yes, Saturday suckage on Monday. But it feels like a Saturday. You know, it's a holiday, day off, you're doing nothing. We suck, so you don't have to. Welcome in. We will be doing this until, you know what, they've now determined, not only were we going to do it till the 4th of July mark, but now Spilkus let me know that for every mistake we've made, and I think we made seven in the first hour, we have to add another month. So we'll be into 2022 before this radio marathon is over. We've screwed. all up. I would say
2: to, all, all I would say to that is if that is what Mitch Rosen is saying, he's hurting himself as much as he is hurting us <laughs> when he does that because then we are just on more, and there's more mistakes. You're hurting yourself as you and by the way, I would like to, point mm-hmm. out on the text line, six or six three, I was gonna give you my number. Um, <laughs> three one two. It's gonna happen. Mike, rankin, uh-huh. be ready. Uh three, one, two, six, 67, 67 So we've come a long way from the Oh Billy reference that Jason Benetti made on the, and I I wondered if he was doing a dumb and dumber thing. He may have been, but first of all, it wasn't dumb and dumber. It wasn't liar, liar. It was cable guy that I'm quoting, right? But I'm just a simpleton because in in actuality, and I never realized this, and now multiple textures have said it, so now it must be true. You know, as one texture said, you are all wrong. The Oh Billy reference is originally from Midnight Express, 1978 girlfriend visit in Turkish prison scene, and another guy from the 773 says something similar. So I'm assuming that that is accurate, and it's it's like not knowing a band cover. Oh, I, I thought that that was their song. I didn't realize that was a cover tune. Okay, so there's many layers to it, what and I, stop I stand
0: it. Stop it. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you.
2: Oh, Billy. (laughs) See, that's my only
1: reference. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's me in a nutshell. Yeah, Midnight Express, (laughs) it was the famous scene where she pressed her naked breast against the window as he's, as the window separates them. So that's, that's it. All right. Uh, I'm Cable
2: Guy, you're Midnight Express. Fine. That's fine. Are you a Midnight Express
1: guy or are you a
2: Cable Guy
1: guy? No, I'm I. <laughs> I'm a major league guy. That's it. That's where we Shut are. Shut up, Dorn. Yeah, we need that Vaughn, because Andrew Vaughn's going to be really good. We need to co-op that. We need. We to... win one today. That's two in a row. Right, but I we need Vaughn. We need Lou Brownson. Smell. Vaughn. Hey,
2: Vaughn was going to. He was going to the. I think it was the the day that. Yeah, it was the day of the rainout. Andrew Vaughn had been penciled in. Actually, he was penned in. He was calligraphied in to be the number three hitter because they had planned to give Yohan Moncada the day off, which didn't happen because the game was banged. Yeah. So we never saw it. But I, that was interesting. I was like, wow, moving on up for Andrew Vaughn. He was going to be the number three
1: hitter. Vaughn. Okay, we, you, we were discussing the gauntlet that the Cubs are running, which I believe comes at a fortuitous time for Jed Hoyer. 'Cause he is stuck in this in this horrible purgatory of being paid by Tom Ricketts and paid to essentially figure out how to destroy his his embraceable championship pieces and give his team no chance. It started with you Darvish. So he's stuck between Tim Tom Ricketts and his biblical losses, even if it's just not biblical lack of income. But I don't think... Unless Tom Ricketts is at the, the Addison exit of the Kennedy and he's standing there with a tin cup, I really don't think anything's biblical at this point. But they begin a stretch of 17 games in a row against play, teams that would be in the playoffs now. Padres, Cardinals, Mets, Giants. When I say the Mets, you can't laugh because the Mets are atop the, the NL East, which appeared to be a joke of a division... But the, the Mets are playing 556 baseball, a couple percentage hundredth of a percentage point behind the Cubs. So you have San Diego, here they come, and they're the best team in the National League. You have the St. Louis Cardinals, they are in the, and we're looking at the division leaders. Padres, Cardinals, Mets, in that order. Your two wildcard teams are both from the NL West. The Giants, the Giants. Are They're thirty-three good, and twenty. They're two games up on the Doyers. The Doyers are the second wild card team. The Cubs are a game and a half behind the Doyers, and they'll be playing the Doyers in Doyer Stadium. I know the diva, who just celebrated her thirty-third birthday, is going to, going to find a way to get tickets to one of the Cubs Doyer games in Doyer Stadium Aww. next month. Love the so, diva. Yes, so she is she is watching these cubs, and now they're playing in June. This has to be exactly what Jed Hoyer needs, and exactly what Tom Ricketts, well, I don't know, I don't really care about Tom Ricketts because i'm I don't know that he he's working for cub fans at this point. Maybe he's not obligated to. Maybe he's got his own idea of how he's working for Cub fans. But Jet Hoyer is caught in this purgatory, and this 17-game stretch will decide something. Because if you look at, remember we ran down the lineup before, what, what the Cubs, between, because of the injured list, your, their lineup yesterday, Peterson, Bryant, Baez, Happ, and Contreras. Three-fifths of that is up for trade. Bryant, Baez, Contreras, or they've been rumored, or they've been talked about, or they would bring back the most, right? Aren't those the three likely trade candidates? Yep. So what are they what would you expect? These are these well, are this this is a team that's a half a game behind Los Cardinales, but one and a half games out of the wild card. And what do you expect? What would what yeah. would happen? So I don't
2: think that anything that has occurred for the Cubs this year, as good as it's been, and there's been a lot of good lately. The the six-game winning streak was terrific. They did sweep the Dodgers this year. They did take two out of three from the Cardinals. They should have swept the Reds, but they didn't sweep the Reds. And and here they are. Like you said, 29-23, half game back because they have been Playing well despite the injuries, which every team in baseball is saying right now. Our team is okay despite the injuries. I don't think that anything has happened, though, this year that has backed or will have backed Jed Hoyer off of what he believes he needs to do for this team. And that's a couple of things that is to change the overall core philosophy of this team from a team that is based on hitting the ball over the wall to getting more guys that are contact guys. Um, some of those guys are not going to be the future. Eric Sogard is not the future of the Chicago Cubs, nor is Matt Duffy, while Nico Horner, I think, is a part of the future. So I don't think that in, unless something special happens, and it's been good, but not special, and unless they get to like that, that five- or six-game lead and they're undeniable – then I believe that Jed Hoyer will probably still be comfortable and at least tempting to trade one of those big ends before the trade deadline. And guess what? I mean, you've lost, completely lost control of Chris Bryant, right? I mean, it's, Chris Bryant has all power. All power, assuming he stays healthy. I think that's really all it comes down to because I have no reason to think that he's going to fall back into some of his old bad batting slumps and things like that. If he stays healthy, this guy is has all the power and can do what he wants. And, and you know, Chris, what is it that you would like? Where do you want to play? And, and you get to go there and do your thing. So I, I still think that they're in a situation where, yeah, you do look at Craig Kimbrell and say, oh, my God, what could I get for that guy? That Chris Bryant, what could I get for that guy? Baez, Contreras, all of that. You don't have to destroy what you have. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to – it's not going to be this lineup where every day is Rafael Ortega and Patrick Wisdom and Eric Sogard and Nick Martini. Like, I'm not saying that. But something dramatic should probably still happen to help you now and in the future.
1: Wait, how ha- – First of all, yeah, it would be a, a lineup of those. You trade Bryant, then what are you going to do? You're not trading Bryant for anybody well, good. You're, you're like the Darvish trade. Uh, but Hoyer well. brought back a bunch of guys you got to take the Dairy Queen after a game. <laughs> you, no, you're right,
2: and I should have added that caveat in. You can't get that. like the, the high school players that they got back in the U. Darvish salary dump It can't be that. There must be some value. And I realize that that's pretty tricky in this day and age. There's not a lot of Glabor Torres for a Chapman happening or Aloy Jimenez and uh, Dylan Cease for Jose Quintana happening. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. And you, you can't, like, if you can't, I'm not saying, like, just get rid of him to get rid of him. I am not saying that get something to to help you maybe it's not an over the top type of move but something to change and I'm not talking about well you got to do so you got to get something from it. I'm talking about getting the cubs back to where they were for a few years when it was Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and that's a team that can compete for not just the damn division but winning playoff series and hopefully winning another world series and I, and I think if they do it right they don't have to bottom out, certainly don't have to go back to the losing 100 games days, but you could get yourself back up to a point where you are competing every year and you are talked about like we are talking about the National League West where you have teams like the Dodgers, your Doyers, and the Padres, and even the San Francisco Giants who are back, baby. Lawyers.
1: Doyers. Doyers.
2: So, you like saying that, I know.
1: So I do. And they, they even have – on their menu they have doyer dogs d o y e r you can get Are doyer dogs it's spelled d oh yes i'm serious it's spelled <laughs> doyers d o y e r s doyer dogs i dog. never noticed that so so let's play this out then because because i think it's so counterproductive whatever i, I don't understand business but i do see the cubs version of a white flag trade coming the yeah. great possibility where they're going to be I don't know if they're going to be... I expect them to come out of the 17-game stretch just close enough. They're really good against teams 500 or better. Here's the interesting thing about the six teams, the Cubs on up, in the wildcard race. The Cubs and the Padres are the only teams, the only two teams of those six with winning records against teams 500 or better. So... You have you, you're looking at the Cubs facing all these teams that would be in the playoffs, all above five hundred, and yes. the Cubs having a a little better than a coin flip chance to win every game. Now, if they come out of this at five hundred, you know, a, a game under, a game over, whatever it is it, the seventeen games, they're they're eight, and nine, 9 and eight. They're they're a Bears team in these seventeen games, let's figure, then they're close enough to have a white flag trade, which would be If they come out 500, I think Jed might be, it it might be craziness. Then how do they do after that? You only hope they can play bad teams, but Jed knows they're playing bad teams. How do they stack up? They're a 500 team. They were largely a 500 team last year. They had a great start, and then they were just worthless. I'm not worthless, but they certainly weren't living up to that 13-3. and They weren't going to be dominant even in a short season. This is longer. More bad things can happen. We've already seen it. So... If they were to think of the ripple effect of a Cubs white flag trade, you know, their, their, win, their W is white flag, so the blue flag trade, right? Yeah. You have, we, we've seen the, as we were talking about last hour, the, the Cub fans, they show up even when they lose. Well, Tom Ricketts has has the receipts to prove they don't. They did not. He sold his dad on the idea of, like, God, they lose every game and they they still fill the ballpark. And that's when um, Joe Ricketts said, well, uh, (laughs) now you got my attention. But in those years where they were just horrible and rebuilding, they were down. They dropped a lot of attendance. All right. So you're creating, you got self-inflicted losses on top of whatever you call biblical losses. Plus, you now have a new network to support. Your part owners are the stars of the marquee network. How many subscriptions are you going to get when you deal Bryant and who knows who else? You're taking an MVP candidate, and the story will play out. This was the year that the Cubs jury rigged the contract status of Chris Bryant. This was the seventh year, because seven's more than six. This was the year of control they wanted. And they got it, and now they may have to trade him for cheap as hell. Because he's <laughs> only gonna be a rental, right? He's only gonna be he's gonna yes. be a summer rental. That's it. You're gonna two of months course. out of them, three months out of them. So yeah, man, you're gonna if your are Tom Ricketts is if you're Tom Ricketts and your team does this, how many subscriptions do you sell to Marquee? How many do you lose? Where's your ad revenue? Where's your income? Where are the wheelbarrows full of money that Crane Kenny bragged about? There's a it's, ripple effect it, it, here.
2: It's such a great question, and I, I would throw that out to. To Cubs fans right now at 312-644-6767. And that is what can you handle? Are our see, I do believe that the mentality of Cubs fans has changed. Like when, when Theo Epstein came in, while there were many fans who questioned what the plan was and and allowing the team to lose a hundred games and bottoming out and being awful, but I think that most people are like, okay, it's Theo Damn Epstein. We're going to sit back and we're going to kind of watch and we're going to talk about all the great prospects that are moving through the through the system and Cubs fans bought in and Cubs fans were rewarded. And now now they're in, as as you pointed out very well, the Cubs organization is kind of in a no man's land area because guess what? The Cubs are 29-23 and 23 and a half game back of the St. Louis Cardinals, so they're very close to first place, which normally sounds great to Cubs fans. But I think that was the pre-2015 Cubs fan base, which didn't mind if it was just a winning the division and then we'll see what the hell happens after this. The, I think Cubs fans now would prefer to have a team that is like the Dodgers, that every year everybody is picking them to potentially be – in the in the world series. And you are right, man. In back when the Cubs were bottoming out, they they were not filling the ballpark and they were there were there were street value like StubHub was selling Cubs tickets for for $2 <laughs> on the street. Yeah, yes. I remember yeah. that. I totally yes. do. I don't think Cubs fans could stomach going back to that, but if if they blew it all up and they, they got rid of everybody and there's a bunch of known names th- then, then I think you'd lose subscriptions. Then I think that maybe fans would be turned off and just out of principle maybe wouldn't go to Wrigley Field. But I think that this... Cubs fan base. This era of Cubs fans. We always talk about the golden era of the Cubs players. This is the golden era of Cubs fans who have ditched the loser mentality of the one-hit wonders of 84 and 89 and 98 and 03 and all these all these teams that had, you know, success in the regular season, and then the next year they were god-awful. So now I think that Cubs fans are willing to be a little bit more patient and maybe, maybe even understanding if somebody like a fan favorite, a world champion, a former MVP, Chris Bryan is traded, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I I have a feeling that I'm right and that the mentality of Cubs fans has changed and that they could they could handle it uh, without bottoming out. So if 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 I'm wrong, please let me know. 67
1: I'll let you know you're wrong. There's no way they shouldn't. They should they should be livid. You know, if if Chris Bryant has to get traded, the Cubs need a new billionaire owner because you watch what the Mets are doing and go, hey, there's their billionaire owner. They're paying Lindor, even though he sucks. They can't score for DeGrom. They're in first place. And it's a, it's a worse division. The Cubs have a better record, better winning percentage. And the the idea of, of Cub fans being okay with trading Bryant when this is the guy you drafted, you developed, you fought to keep the extra year, and then you're going to dump him. And at 217, texture says hey, they're just, you know, might as well keep them. You get a compensatory pick. Well, that's only one guy who needs a juice box, as opposed to like the Darvish trade, you trade him for four guys who need juice boxes after games. This is, <laughs> this is what you're dealing with, and I think fans would be livid. I, I think they would just be so upset because this is not what they were promised either directly or the subtext was, we're going to be here, we're going to do this right, we're going to keep it going, sustained success. This wasn't part of the sustained success. And the Cubs players brought this on themselves. Part of this, you know what, I have a thought. we got to take a break. Let me, I'll bring this up to you, the way you said Cub fans would understand. Let me see if you understand what I think the kind of gauntlet Jed... Hoyer threw down to the Cub fans. So take a break. Okay. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We're talking Cubs baseball. It's on Memorial Day, which is not Saturday, but it's still suckage. Thanks for joining us. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
0: This is Sports Radio, 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago, Chicago sports station.
1: station.
0: Give me Vaughn. come on I know he have not done very well against this guy, but I got a hunch he's doomed.
1: Yes! Mike Rankin. Maybe Vaughn. We needed Lou Brown. Vaughn. Different Vaughn. Not the wild thing, but the White Sox thing. All right, welcome and welcome back. We're discussing the Cubs and maybe trading Bryant, maybe Baez, maybe Wilson Contreras. Um, and Scott from, Scott from Davenport texted, tweeted out a, a, an attendance uh, <clears throat> graph, so we don't have to. And basically, even when they were crappy, they re- weren't really drawing. So Tom Ricketts wasn't right about that. But it, by when, as bad as they were, they were drawing more fans than you would think a crappy team deserved to draw. And that was that was probably the subtext. That's probably what should have been said. But when they started. When Ricketts took over and started gutting the team and doing everything with, and Theo started doing it, they were their attendance was plummeting. You can see in this chart, and then it grew and grew and grew. And this year doesn't mean we don't know what it means after last year's weird thing where there was no attendance. So, so they're back up to sort of the where they might be competing, maybe not. We don't think that, this is a really good team, but they're better than. A lot of teams not good enough to win the World Series. Here's what I think. Jed Hoyer didn't say this, Mark. This is what I meant. This is what I went into last hour. Jed Hoyer didn't say this, but I kind of got the feeling it was this. You guys want to stay together. Prove it. You open your mouths about it. uh, You open your mouths about it. The last couple years, we like these guys. We're we're here. We know this is our last dance. We know all that, blah, blah, blah. We heard all that. And then they just choked, failed, face planted when it mattered. They have been they have been in a descent. They've been in a death spiral ever since they won the World Series. Always one one level less. They made the playoffs last year, and then they still haven't won a series. They they just kept devolving. And I think Jed Hoyer was this is this is their last dance because we want them to prove it and. Part of the subtext I read into it was with Tom Ricketts, we don't think they can. That's why we that's why we had to dump Darvish. We just don't think it's going anywhere. We don't want to be on the hook for the last three years of that contract when when our hitters, the offense, the things we drafted, developed, traded for, the big deal, made the difference, and these guys can't deliver when it matters.
2: I think that this this little last dance act has quietly been going on for a few years now, though. Yeah. And and the the thing that you said, that Jed Hoyer said about, you know, show prove it to me. And I'll, Theo Epstein did the same thing. Craig Kimbrell, right? That's what that was. It was, hey, oh, you guys show me you can, you get, and it helped that Ben Sobrist had left to deal with his personal stuff. And that opened up, what, $9 million or whatever it was at the time. But I, I've heard this, a lot from the Cubs since, say, 27. Hey, hey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Guys, Steve. we have, uh, listen, we have a line of callers, and I want to get to them because they're they're on this topic. If you guys want to take Kevin and Palatine first. Multiple wow. calls, Steve. What's going on? Oh, that's right.
1: Awesome. It's not Saturday. <laughs> that's, a, that's a month's worth. If we have three calls. That's a month's worth. <laughs> Kevin, Jesus. Palatine, welcome to Saturday Suckage on Monday.
0: Morning, guys. Thank God for Rosie, Grody. I, I I like you, but this routine of after every Cubs game when you come on and they got to show you by winning fourteen, fifteen in a row. Come yes. on, that, that is no, no, no. Well, first of all, no one needs to prove anything to you because the fact you want to trade Bryant, that is a losers' lament. That is a you want more fourteen-year-old boys that we already traded for uh, for Darvish.
1: Moving right along. Well, All right, I, I, I guess
2: I'll I'll address my part. Uh, hold, hold on, hold, yeah, please hold on, please go on. ahead, Rodney. You, you need to defend uh, yourself. Look, I'll, I'll do my part there because he was coming, he was coming at me strong. So and, and I do appreciate it. Um, that I, I said very clearly, you can't if you trade Chris Bryant, you can't get back what they got back for you, Darvish. I, we, he and I actually agree along those particular now as far as what I've been saying and I have been saying it a lot and I do appreciate him to listening that yeah I do need I do need to be shown that the Cubs can win playoff series with the roster that they have, not just squeak in as a wild card or just barely win a bad division I'd rather see a team that is good enough to win playoff games and win series. And again, I, and I and if he's been listening to me a lot lately, I've gone through my little gauntlet of Cubs one-hit wonders years way too many times where they win a division, and that's good enough for Cubs fans. They suck in the postseason, and then the next year is a train wreck. So that's, that's not what I want to see anymore.
1: The guys who were there, oh, oh, my God. We, we Let's hold on. Look at that.
2: Yeah, we got more. We have more for you. We have Paul in Valparaiso.
1: Paulie. Paul, welcome to the score. Thanks for calling in on this Memorial Day.
0: Good morning, guys. Uh,
1: a couple of quick points. I mean, I guess we talk about
0: sustained success. I mean, you're, so pretty much they've made the playoffs every year, but one, they're in the hunt right now. And I think for once, the Chicago team actually said what they were going to do at the beginning of the year. Jed Hoyer and Ricketts both said it is they said they were going to thread the needle. So, Steve, you say that when they got bad and they they bottomed out, the attendance went down and his dad said that the attendance would never go down or that was the business model. But in the same breath, you mentioned that there was no fans last year. There's limited capacity so far this year. And, yeah, maybe biblical proportions is is being dramatic, but the guy spent all of his money to build up Wrigleyville, won a World Series for the Cubs, and listening to Steve Rosenblum, you would think this is the worst owner in history owners.
1: Well, he seems to, I think he betrayed the fans. I think he's betraying them now. You don't think so? You're happy yeah. to, you're gonna keep the One World Series, that's it, we're good, I'm, I can die happy now because this sustained success does not mean making the playoffs. It does something, it do something in the no, playoffs. That's, that's my said. version. That's what
0: Theo said. Theo said make the playoffs every year. And they've they've been right there. And then here, how do you know he's not going to go back to spending money once Marquis does get up and running? Once they thread the needle and get the attendance back to full to full blast,
1: he still it still is a business. And again, it's it's the very. Why would you watch Marquis like, if he trades? If he tr- he's traded Darvish, which shows that he's got waving a white flag. If he trades Bryant, if he ha- if he makes Jed Hoyer trade Bryant, why would you watch Marquis?
0: I don't, I don't think he's going to make them trade Brian I think they're going to play this out and keep, keep keep going the way that they're going you don't know that yet that's my point what if one of those guys from the darvers trade is Petit
1: okay well I'll see, you in, five years. You, I'll see you in five years I'll see you in five years
0: against the rickets you cry and whine about the rickets all the time and you're just dead wrong for what they've done for the community around Wrigley what they've done for the Cubs it's a personal thing with you I know you kind of that's your stick you want to go against ownership and you know, but it, the Ricketts are more personal for what they've actually done and accomplished.
1: They didn't get the no. I, I, I lauded them for what they did. I laud and and I was I, I lauded them for what they did for the way he came in and he went and got and hunted down Theo Epstein and he turned everything over to him to the point where he let Epstein tell Crane Kenny out of here. Gave him the Heisman. I'm reporting just to you. I lauded him for that. That was he stopped being a fanboy and he became an owner, a businessman. He became a smart guy. You you can keep buying all the all the rooftops you want. Sell some and keep some of your players. The baseball roster is the most important thing to fans. It should be. If it's not, if you just want to drink, go ahead, drink. I don't, Thanks I, for the I, call. I,
2: and yeah. I think the 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 last two calls have been pretty hot, man. I like it. I love it. Um, and and I realized that the the previous caller to that said I have a routine, and that caller said that you have shtick. So yeah. shtick and routine until twelve forty five here this morning on Steve, the Steve. Didn't you but talk? I like uh, it. Sorry, did sorry, did you talk about a story that you had at the Tribune literally last hour, or maybe within the hour about that that threats that you received because of a uh, you know after day one?
1: Yeah, that was that was from a fan. I, after game one of the nineteen ninety seven season when I said the Cubs. Were mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, and somebody called up and threatened me. It's all so, about the brand, yeah. group. It's all about the and, brand. And That's you know what? Right. And they don't like they don't like being they don't like being criticized. But you're whether I'm a fan with a uh, whether I'm a fan or whether I'm a fan with a platform, mm-hmm. and I was and I did. <clears throat> I get paid to have an opinion. So did the caller. He got paid to have an opinion. Absolutely. He thinks I'm, hey. he thinks I'm biased against ownership. You know what? You do a good job i got no problem with that. I don't think <clears> – <throat> he may have thought Ricketts lived up to his promise. We had sustained success. We got to the playoffs all year, every year but one. And I think the idea of one World Series that let's, – uh, let's go back to the 85 Bears, the one-hit wonders, and still the only Super Bowl in team history – and whatever they do in the playoffs, however number of times they've gotten there, do you not think the, think the McCaskies deserve criticism? They've had a longer list of failure than post-Super Bowl, than the Rickets have. But guess what? It still stands at one when all those guys were young enough that they were expected to win more. At least I expected this. It wasn't good enough. And I think this was a year that it was put on the players, but it was kind of, oh, I don't know. It was the, the, the anger was set off by Tom Ricketts, a billionaire, billionaire's family, talking about biblical losses while owning all of Wrigleyville. And it just, it doesn't, <laughs> talk about being tone deaf. Really? If you're at biblical losses, the baseball roster is the most important thing. Sell the rooftops. Guess what? You're trying to sell a TV network. What are you selling? Oh, we're getting rid of a guy who, ran, who was runner-up in Cy Young. And we might trade the guy who was an MVP and is having an MVP year, the year that we jury-rigged the the, the arbitration for, so we get the extra year. And this is the extra year. And now we might have to trade him or just play it out for one compensatory pick. By the way, you'll love Marquis. You won't be booing Marquis Network in a year. Really? What? <laughs> this is bad business. This is stupid. But I I look at, I, I want the best billionaire owner I can get. That's the way I look at it. And I don't think this is the best billionaire owner you can get or doing the best billionaire things. I don't know whatever thing, whatever process goes into it. And I can't say that they're wrong making the players prove it because the players haven't. Shown it in the postseason, these guys who won the World Series, all your local heroes, all the guys who will be be forever loved like the 85 Bears, but to be the 2016 Cubs and that's the only team that did it and those players only did it once, I I think it's failure. All right. So I don't know if we're going to have any more breaking phone calls. I know we have to take a break. Mike Rankin keeps yelling in my ear as he tries to not lose. I this. think
2: there might be one more call after after we take the break, and I know we got. Well, to take Well, we'll see break. if
1: we have a breaking yeah. phone call. Well, Mike will let us know. We'll continue to discuss this. And at the top of the hour, talk some White Sox with Scott Merkin, the Rolling White Sox, the Liam Hendricks' number two team in town, where they have to take take four steps forward. While well, the Cubs take one step, but that one step was Javi Bra- Javi Baez creating a play for the ages. So you got some work to do, Liam. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rodi, Saturday Suckage on Monday. Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy The Score. You won't be booing about the marquee network in one year.
0: This is Sports Radio six seventy The Score and six seventy thescorecom Chicago Sports Station.
1: I think there's a real danger um, when you're negotiating. You know, one data point um, from a negotiation comes out and um, you know, any negotiation, there's significant back and forth, there's dozens and dozens of of
0: conversations. And, you know, I would just say that I've told Anthony over and over that um, I really want him here for a long time. And I've made that clear. And um, I've also articulated the Cubs position uh, to him very clearly. And um, I think he knows where we stand. And, um, but the most important thing is that he knows that we want him back. And um, I certainly hope that uh, we're able to work something out.
1: Yeah, the guy that clubs are most likely to re-sign of their core is the guy who can't play because of a bad back and always misses games because of a bad back every year. He's the oldest of the bunch. That's Jed Hoyer talking about Rizzo. And meanwhile, there's Bryant and Baez and Contreras and whos they're all trade pieces and what are they going to do? And we're discussing why they should have to trade any of them. Pure and Matt texts in to... Um, To us at 312-644-6767. When did the Cubs become convinced this is suddenly a championship team? And uh, other texters. Grody, why are you trashing my guy, Nick Martini? Hey, (laughs) come on, that's not fair.
2: (laughs) I wasn't trashing Nick Martini. Hey, I want the best for Nick Martini. I think it was just a, a way of outlining for everybody the symbolic of the injuries for the Cubs that went in the fifth inning. And the Cubs have runners on first and second and nobody out. And there's Tyler Maley dealing for the Reds, striking out Rafael Ortega, retiring Patrick Wisdom and Eric Sogard. And if Sogard had gotten on, it would have been Nick Martini to the plate. So I think it is just to to show you that for once – the injuries really hurt you yesterday in the fifth inning for the Chicago Cubs. All right, guys, we've got another caller. I'm waiting patiently. Appreciate it. I think you like this one. Mike in Oak Lawn.
1: Mike in Oak Lawn, breaking phone call to Saturday Suckage on Monday. Thanks for making the call. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. Uh,
0: I'm just going to give you guys a brief uh, uh, synopsis of my experience, with Marquee network, I decided to launch the Lapson network. Mike, Mike. Mike, this
1: is not working out, Mike. We're going yeah, to you gonna go. have to let you go. You're going to have to get out of your submarine and call us back on something better than a tin cup. Sorry. We're going to have a security te- guard bring yeah. you down to the lobby,
2: and uh, we're going to have to let you go, Mike. Yeah, uh, but so
1: they, yeah. we have texters here who heard the last two callers, and we've made people angry. And um, 469 texter, the weekday callers need to smoke a fatty, and they'll enjoy holiday suckage. Rookies, you know, that's <laughs> eight four seven what they've done for community. LOL. Wrigleyville was fine without Ricketts gentrification. 773. I lived in Lakeview East for six years in the 90s. Great place. The Ricketts family ruined that area. It's like a suburban mall. Oh, I don't know. They put up a hotel. I don't think so. Uh, 847. Callers don't know this is the WB club. They aren't baked. They sound meth fueled. Oh, man. That's good. That... <laughs> now you're heading into Walter White
2: territory. Jessica <laughs> uh, Trust... uh, Mr. White. Hey, uh, I, I will say that those were a couple of – I, I like that we had the, the Kevin and Palatine and Paul and Valparaiso, one challenging me, one challenging you. So that was fun. I have to ask you this, though. Somebody had said to me via text – after I I almost gave my personal phone number accidentally on the radio, which is a six three zero hook because I grew up in the western burbs and now I live in the city and all of that. But the but the texter wrote back, huh? Of course, Grody's from the six three zero, and I I am I'm not even mad. Like I'm genuinely curious. What does that mean? What is the reputation of the six three zero? Like we've heard of reputations of different area codes on this radio station, but seriously, like what what is because sometimes you don't know because I'm from there so maybe I'm blind to it what's the reputation of the 630 Steve? do you do you have any idea I, I, no
1: i I do not know that there would probably that that there is one I'm sure there are a variety of uh, of uh i could take there it a variety it's okay. of opinions I don't know what it meant I, I saw that okay. too I wasn't sure what that meant i, right. I know the, 8, the 815 generally goes to the wake and bake club that's just yes that's that's just us, right? That's what we—that's what the eight fifteen, eight one five does—is that it it harvests the the bake part of the Wake and bake club, and we <laughs> yeah yeah. And I that. just
2: no no doubt yeah. that's what I mean. Like, what's the reputation of the six three zero? And I I like want to know. I'm I, I ain't mad at you. I'm just I'm really curious. Like, so six three zero, yeah. Grody and this six three zero shtick, Peoria Matt. <laughs>
1: it <laughs> So yep. speaking of the 815, we have a 815 texture. I don't know, I don't what it is that Cub fans in particular don't understand and that baseball and that baseball is a business all caps. And ownership and the front office have to do what's best for business in the future and not just trying to waste a year of payroll and talent either. Like why is that hard to understand? I understand it. I don't like it. I just think that's, I want a better billionaire. I, I want I want owners who are more committed. I want I want more players brought in here. I just don't think that's the way. I don't want to see my team acting that way. You can't open hotels and start putting, buying rooftops like they're Monopoly hotels and tell me you're competing when I see the roster is losing players that are far more valuable to me, like, Bryant far more valuable to me than a rooftop is I'm sorry I want to see I want to see players competing players I want to see players added to this roster and meanwhile you're the first thing you did was deal the Cy Young runner-up and a guy with a 1.6 war this year
2: it does come back to that. It get like at the end of every add on subtract argument, like that it's like <laughs> palm to the forehead, right? Yep, oh yeah. God, the Darvish thing. Like that because it just there's so many different layers to that and if he was still here, what it would mean for a couple things, like they'd probably be in a better position right now. And if they weren't, then you'd have that extremely valuable starting pitcher that you could trade within the season for something other than An average starting pitcher in a bunch of minor leaguers, nobody knows.
1: All right, we're going to change teams, change subjects. We're going to take a break here on Saturday Suckage for Monday. We're going to talk about the first-place White Sox heading in to play the evil Cleveland team with a nickname to be determined, coming off a great performance by Giolito. Whoa, 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 whoa! And mm-hmm. pimping, home run pimping, Billy Hamilton. No, he says he can't pimp home runs.
2: How it many ain't do easy. need to
1: be? A, how many need? How many does he need to hit before he can pimp home runs, Mark? Who? who? Let's, Let's talk th- about Tim Timmy. No, t- Billy Hamilton says he's. Oh, not. sorry. I was. I was like. Yeah, I was. was. T- thought were you were going to the break. Off. I, I was I'm like. am going in to break. The break. Mode. We'll ask Merck. Yeah, yeah we'll ask him. Yeah. Scott yeah. Merck in MLB.com. How many home runs? Does Billy Hamilton have to hit before he can pimp them? And would Tony La Russa tell the other team to throw at Billy Hamilton the way he told them to throw at your mean Mercedes? We'll find out all that next. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Say my name.
0: 670 the score. Where Chicago's head coaches and managers come to talk. Matt Nagy. Whoever makes the Bears the best team, that's what we're gonna go with. Tony La Russa. It's all about 2021. Comes manager David Ross. The goal is to win a World Series. Billy Donovan, the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. I think I learned a lot, went through a lot dealing with this pandemic. Jeremy Palatin. Didn't really expect much this year from the Blackhawks. And to our credit, we found a way to win. That's part of management. Keep listening for more from the leaders of Chicago's team. Talking to the score team. On Sports Radio 670, The Score, an Odyssey station. This segment
2: is brought to you by the state of Illinois.
0: The vaccine to protect against COVID-19 is now available for all Illinoisans. Get yours for free at one of hundreds of locations across the state. Appointments fill up fast, so expect a brief wait. The end of the pandemic is in sight. Do your part. Find out more at coronavirus.illinois.gov. For over 40 years, ClimateGuard has manufactured over a million windows that stand up to Chicago's toughest weather. Through June, buy one, get one 50% off for installed windows financing available visit shopstudio41.com to schedule an appointment today place your legal sports bets at Betrivers.com. your new home for sports betting millions of betting options a year on the sports you love we offer live in-game betting on major sporting events worldwide tons of bets available during games from money lines prop bets and many more sign up now and we'll match your first deposit up to 250 dollars. more bets better odds more action place your sports bets at Betrivers.com.